This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com. That's IowaCatholicRadio.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. If you've ever heard me speak, then you've probably heard me quote a man who I believe not just to be one of the greatest minds of the 20th century, but to ever live. His name was Gilbert Keith Chesterton, better known as G.K. Chesterton. Many are more familiar, I think at least, with some of his one-liners or quotes, which are both timely, and I think many of them, quite frankly, are hilarious. Uh, But he's also an English writer, philosopher, and theologian, certainly contributed more to the world uh, than just a few quotes, let's just say. To help us understand what he brought to the world uh, and what he would say to us today, I'm bringing on Dale Alquist. He happens to be one of the most respected G.K. Chesterton scholars in the world. It is president also of the American Chesterton Society. He's also the creator and host of the popular EWTN series, The Apostle of Common Sense, author of three books on Chesterton. Dale, thanks for being a part of the show. I'm very happy to be with you, John. Thanks for inviting me. When did you first become interested in G.K.? Well, it was about 35 years ago on my honeymoon. On your honeymoon? Yes. I was a Baptist, I was an evangelical, and I was a big C.S. Lewis fan. Mm. And uh, it was a a series of uh, sequences that uh, uh, kept pointing to Chesterton as the main influence on C.S. Lewis. And so I said, well, it's time to to read Chesterton. Uh, And uh, it was uh, The Everlasting Man was the first book that I read of Chesterton's, which uh, was a book that profoundly influenced C.S. Lewis. And... uh, Anyone who's read Mere Christianity, really all of his arguments in Mere Christianity are borrowed from from G.K. Chesterton's The Everlasting Man. So take me back to that moment. You're reading The Everlasting Man of uh, G.K. Chesterton, and uh, what happened? Was it kind of like a light bulb that went off for you? Yes. um, I would say uh, Dorothy L. Sayers, another great English uh, Christian writer, said the first time she read Chesterton, it was like a strong wind coming into the building and blowing out all the windows. Mm. And I had that same sensation. And I will also say that I did not uh, understand 90% of what I was reading. Because um, Chesterton just doesn't write like anybody else. And, you know, it, it took some getting used to his style. And, of course, that's a, a profound book. But I'll tell you, I knew that this was someone who had it all together and was just in total command of all of his material. And I could understand there was great wisdom here, great spiritual insight. And... You know, he was telling the truth. That's that's what really uh, struck me. Meanwhile, your wife spent the rest of her honeymoon on her own. My wife was reading Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dale Alquist is my guest right now. Uh, Dale uh, no, has forgotten more about G.K. Chesterton, I think, than most of us will ever learn in a lifetime. And you've really dedicated 35 years to studying this man. I said a philosopher, a, a poet, a theologian. Um, what do you think is his greatest contribution to the world? Well, he, uh, you know, one of my books is called The Complete Thinker, and of course another one of my books is called The Apostle of Common Sense. He, he really does bring common sense to the world uh, in, a, in a world that's forgotten, uh, common sense. But when I call him a complete thinker, everyone is so narrow in their thinking, and Chesterton is truly a broad thinker. That's why he had 
such command of different uh, literary uh, genres and uh, and different subjects that he talked about, putting it all together, how truth touches everything, and uh, nothing is irrelevant to the central truth, which is uh, the Incarnation. What were his beginnings like? Well, Chester was, was raised in a middle-class household in, in uh, London. His father was a, a real estate uh, uh, agent, basically an auctioneer, I guess is, is the closest thing to... Uh, to a modern uh, equivalent, and uh, but very artistic, uh, and his parents just encouraged him to uh, to read and create. But there was no religious uh, upbringing whatsoever. He had no. Uh, they were kind of vaguely uh, nonconformist, and uh, and so he he just just delved into everything, including some bad things like spiritualism. And Chesterton said he believed in the devil before he believed in God. Mm. And he had a really kind of a, a truly a supernatural encounter uh, with something very demonic that probably turned his life around. What and, was it? Well, he, you know, he's, he hasn't described it in detail, but he, he was really brought to the edge of the abyss. Uh, I think, you know, I think Satan wanted him. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, considering just uh, ending his own life in a, in a deep depression at about age 20, and he said he was saved by clinging to one thin thread of thanks. And he realized that existence is better than non-existence. And he said that's when he started to build uh, a philosophy from that. And uh, he said he was going to set off to, to found his own heresy. And when he put the finishing touches on it, it was orthodoxy. Uh, you know, He's going to come up with a new religion, he said, but someone else had come up with it about... 1,800 years before he had. <laughs> Talking to Dale Alquist right now, the president of the American Chesterton Society, one of the leading scholars of the world uh, on G.K. Chesterton. Did he have mentors? Did he have people that he really looked to that shaped him? Well, you know, in, that, in those early days, uh, in, his, in his youth, um, his, his mentors were the books he read. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. He didn't, he didn't read any great spiritual classics, but he read great English literature. Mm. And... Um, if, if he had one mentor, it was Charles Dickens and William Shakespeare, hmm. and uh, and it helped form, uh, you know, his his great mind. He had uh, an amazing memory. He could quote whole uh, pages of books that he'd read uh, thirty years earlier. Uh, so so he had this whole library in his head that he could consult at, at any minute. And uh, uh, but Dickens gave him a very positive outlook towards life and an appreciation of of all the characters that God has created, uh, and, um, you know, and, and literature is, is sort of a retelling of, of the truth, always. Uh, you know, it's, it's a striving to, to express God's great, great truths, and that's really what, what started to form his mind. And when he, uh, when he finally embraced uh, Christianity, first joined the, the Anglican Church, um, it was it was early on that he met uh, a Catholic priest. His name was uh, Father John O'Connor, and uh, this uh, this priest was probably one of the main influences in his life to to help lead him to the Catholic Church. And but what's interesting is that that priest also was the inspiration for a very famous uh, fictional character that Chesterton created, a a detective named Father Brown. Hmm. And so uh, so the the. His his wife was also a very important influence on him. His his wife uh, was 
helped bring him into the to the Christian uh, faith as well. Because when he, he said when he met Francis, uh, his fiance, she he said she was the first Christian he'd ever met who was happy. That's and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's beautiful. So a lot of a lot of joy in his life. Um, you know, after that dark period of his youth, he he really became one of the most joyful, um, life affirming, and and thankful. Uh, writers that uh, the modern world has ever known, and, and it that just makes him such a contrast to 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 really the darkness that that hit the 20th century. What do his critics say about him? Well, you know, the, the critics. It's it's interesting. When, you know, he when he hit the literary scene in the early 20th century, he was um, he was just accolades from from all uh, from all the realms. He everyone loved him as a writer. He was because he was so fresh and witty and paradoxical, and he wrote about everything, and people just couldn't get enough of him. Yeah. Uh, and then when he started to defend Christianity, they, they thought, oh, this is Chesterton just being, you know, contrary and and doing it for effect. But then, then they realized he was defending Christianity because he actually believed it, that uh, that was off-putting to a lot of people. And then uh, and then he starts, you know, moving towards the Catholic Church. And uh, you know, when he was received to the Church, that was actually worldwide news. I mean, that was published all over the world when, when Chesterton was receiving this because he was really? a major major literary figure to becoming Catholic. That was news. Was it a source of uh, kind of a leaping point for others? Did they follow suit? Uh, yes. In fact, what's interesting is a lot of people became Catholic uh, as a result of Chesterton's influence even before he converted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them would be Ronald Knox, another famous convert of the early 20th century, who was the uh, Catholic chaplain at, at Oxford, who uh, who said Chesterton's writings really influenced him to become Catholic even before Chesterton became Catholic. So, oh, wow! Um, uh, your your favorite G.K. quote of all time? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Uh, that's a really awful question. I know. I I'll know. tell you what, though. I'll give you one. Okay. It's, I'm not going to say it's my favorite of all time. I'll just say it's a really, really good one. It's so right. good that I put it on a plaque, and I gave it to Mother Angelica. Hey, if you're putting it on a plaque, man, yeah. I, it's good. Yeah, I, and I gave it to Mother Angelica when she when she interviewed me on her show. So wow. It's, um, it's from Heretics, and the line is, um, charity means pardoning the unpardonable, hmm. or it's no virtue at all. And hope means hoping when things are hopeless, or it's no virtue at all. And faith means believing the incredible, or it's no virtue at all. I love it. That's awesome. We're talking to Dale Alquist right now, uh, one of the leading scholars of uh, G.K. Chesterton, someone that's had a profound influence on my life. Um, Give G.K. Chesterton, dying in 1936, give him a stage today, a microphone, and an audience. 2016, what would he tell them? You know what's really interesting, John, is that uh, Chesterton did have, you know, the stage in the 1930s. He was um, doing uh, weekly, or not, bi-weekly, so fortnightly uh, radio broadcasts on BBC Radio. And all they were was literary criticism. He would he would uh, review four or five books, and, uh, and he talked about the fact that, you know, here's this amazing platform he can talk to, you know, thousands and thousands of people he's, that he's never seen. It's a you know, relatively new uh, medium, radio. People bought radios just to hear his voice. And he said, we've come up with the best forms of communication in all of history, precisely at the moment when we have nothing to say. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chesterton you know, used his, his uh, great pulpit to always point to the eternal truth. He was always pointing to God, always trying to remind people of all the things they've forgotten. 
Um, and so Chesterton is defending tradition. He's he's bringing up the great truths that the Church has uttered for centuries that everyone has forgotten. And he's saying these things are fresh and new. It's the fads and the fashions that pass away. Did he have a temper? Well, no, that's what's really interesting. I mean, his his uh, shows of anger are very rare. They did happen on occasion, but he was a very, um, just a joyful and... Uh, uh, kind of the life of the party, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Everyone wanted to hear what he was saying. He was always laughing uh, and laughing at his own jokes uh, and laughing at himself. Uh, but yeah, there, there are very few things that really pushed him over the edge. There's very, very few... Uh, instances of, of his anger. In 35 years, uh, Dale, are, are you still inspired by him? Yeah, you know, John, I, I read Chesterton every day, and I'm always amazed at, at, at the amazing gift that God gave him. To... You read him every day? Yeah, I read Chesterton every day. Still? Yeah. After 35 years? Yeah, oh yeah. And and I'm sure when you introduce him to people, uh, many people have never heard of him. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, you know, it, when he was alive, everyone knew who he was, and the fact that he totally disappeared is is really astonishing, and I've I've had a great uh, a great opportunity to help lead the charge to uh, to bring him back into the public eye because he's he really was one of God's gifts to the earth, and we we deserve uh, to to read him because that's what God gave him to us for, so we can enjoy him. How did he die? He died of congestive heart failure. Uh, he was 62 years old, and. Uh, in that time, he was one of the most prolific writers who ever lived. If he lived even longer, my my task would be harder because I, we have more of his writings together. Do you think he'll ever be canonized? Well, I, I certainly believe he will be, and I I have no question in my own mind that he's a saint. We've uh, we've distributed ten thousand uh, prayer cards uh, asking for his intercession, and people have been using his. Uh, using an intercessory prayer, getting results. And I think the Church is, is moving in that direction towards canonizing him. Uh, your book, uh, it, it's something to really kind of uh, make it easy for people to understand G.K. Chesterton. Which one would you point them to? Uh, either the, uh, the Apostle of Common Sense or Common Sense 101 Lessons from G.K. Chesterton. Those That's are a great the two book. introductory books. That's a great book, Dale. Are you going to write any more? I'm working on a book right now, and it's a, it's a new biography of Chester. It's going to take me a couple more years to finish it, but it's uh, it's going to be different from all the others. Dale, you're a good man. <laughs> I, I, I always thoroughly enjoy interviewing you. I learn something, uh, certainly, and uh, it's because of you. And early on, I've seen your show on EWTN that I've grown even more interested in this man, uh, Gilbert Keith Chesterton. So God bless you. Keep up the great work, all right? Thank you so much for your kindness, John. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, friends, this is, this is Gilbert, uh, Keith Chesterton, and, and I, want you to, um, I want you to make yourself familiar with him if you can. Uh, he wasn't perfect. No one is. But his wisdom, I really believe, will live on for centuries upon centuries uh, to come. If you want more information on GK or to invite Dale to your event or parish to speak, fascinating uh, talks that he gives, go to Chesterton.org. That's Chesterton.org. Org. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on your Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Linetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and His love today.